Welcome to another episode of Acts of the Blood God, an independent RPG podcast. I'm your host, Kat Bailey. Joining me as always, my lovely co-host, Nadia Oxford. Hello, Kat. Today is a very unusual, very special episode, as we'll get into. And also joining me is my pal, Eric Van Allen. Hello. It is a very special episode because Nadia and I are coming to you not from one, not from two, but from three different locations throughout the course of this podcast. (laughs) We're really (laughs) spreading yourselves out thin. In fact, for all I know, tomorrow I could get a test for COVID and it'll tell me you're positive. You're not going anywhere. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, wow. Stay healthy there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, who knows what the future will bring? That's right, folks. This episode is our special live episode from PAX East. Yes, we're doing live episodes again after two years. It's really amazing. Nadia and Eric hosted a panel about the state of Final Fantasy during PAX East. Nadia and Eric, what are some of the things that you talked about there in this wonderful panel? Well, I mean, uh, we kind of looked at it as what is the state of Final Fantasy? That was the question we wanted to answer, right? Not necessarily a ranking of Final Fantasy, not necessarily a what is the best Final Fantasy, but where is this series now? Where is it going? So we broke it up into three kind of discrete sections of the past, which is not necessarily covering old Final Fantasy games, but more how Square is treating its old Final Fantasy games, things like its remasters and its remake efforts. How are those holding up? How are those doing? Do we think that they're being done well? Uh, then we look at the present, which honestly is really just Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> and then yeah. a bunch of spinoffs. Uh, and then the future, which is obviously 16 and potentially other projects with uh, 14 expansions and stuff on the way. It's a way for us to kind of break it up and look at where what are they doing with their legacy? What are they doing in the here and now to keep Final Fantasy relevant and, and keep it this RPG megalith that it is? And then where do they go with it as, you know, the top dog in the RPG realm? Yeah. Final Fantasy has always been a little bit scatterbrained compared to, say, Dragon Quest, which has always had a very straightforward path, mm-hmm. uh, including some mm-hmm. spinoffs now and then. But Final Fantasy, you just don't know where it is going to go. And that is its best and worst trait, I suppose. Yeah, the highs of Final Fantasy are so high and also so, so low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose Final Fantasy 15 it wasn't as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Meanwhile, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XIV were both very strong, and there's a lot of anticipation for Final Fantasy VII Remake too. And who knows? Final Fantasy XVI could well be very good. I mean, it has Yoshida involved, so we'll see, right? I'll say that Final Fantasy has been in worse spots. Yeah, it really does feel strangely enough that if the legacy of final fantasy now rests on Yoshida's shoulders, <laughs> but <laughs> it kind of feels like it does. And it does. Absolutely. It's, it's also, I mean, the idea of a franchise is, has grown so much since final fantasy started. So, uh, I'm sure doubtless we've talked about this because we definitely didn't record this before the panel. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you look at how street fighter has adapted to the world at large and you know, could there be a final fantasy skin in Fortnite one day? Is that oh, something that uh, we have to think I about? Mean, and there was a final fantasy skin in half life too. Don't you remember when Noctis could be, uh, uh, what's his name? Who's the hero? God damn. 
Gordon Freeman. Talk- remember Noctis? Oh, you're talking about Gordon Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could be this. Like, I can't remember if it was. It was probably an exchange between the games, actually. But like, it was either Noctis could be Gordon Freeman or vice versa, and it was just. Uh, uh, I-, I thought it was the funniest thing. Like, I was like, oh man, just give the G Man a-, a huge like purple anime hair or something. Let's do it, cowards. Maybe Final Fantasy just needs a changing of the guard, some fresh blood, and somebody like Yoshi P can offer that. But we'll discuss all of that during the panel, which will be coming up very soon. In the meantime, if you enjoy the podcast, please do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. Nadia is at Nadia Oxford. Eric is at Simusi, S-E-A-M-O-O-S-I. And we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash bloodgodpod, where your general generous donations keep the podcast going. And also, we have lots of wonderful bonus content for you, including the Pantheon of the Blood God, which this month is Shadowrun Dragonfall. You get access to our Discord and lots of other excellent content. Pretty soon, we're going to be finally wrapping up the Top 25 RPG Remake Countdown. That's coming in May. And starting in June, we're going to be doing our Summer of Gundam specials. So lots to look forward to right there. Before we also get to the panel, I wanted to talk through a couple of small news items. We're recording actually a couple days before the panel. I know I'm breaking the illusion. I am sorry. We're not going to go through (laughs) the full rundown of news because frankly, there hasn't been that much news, but there were a couple of items that I did want to discuss very quickly. That is very interesting is that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has actually been pushed up to July 29th. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. What do you think, Nadia? Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this game. Like I saw the new trailer and I have no idea what's going on. That's exactly how I like it. But I'm a little worried because as we all know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, as much as I loved it, it has some problems with technical issues and bugs and this and that. Is it ever a good idea to move any game forward? Versus like having those couple of extra months to polish. Now I, I understand mean, it must already they... be done. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they know that they've been pushed forward. But yeah, uh, clearly those I'm... lazy devs need to make more content. I'm being sarcastic. I'm wondering if it's because of Pokemon. It must be because of Pokemon. Oh uh, yeah, they're just kind of shifting. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder if Breath of the Wild Two is being delayed. Like they're just kind of rejiggering their schedule because they're like, okay, like we need to figure this yeah. out. There's kind of a train wreck going on here. I'm sure that like Zelda could really benefit from those little extra months of uh, of development. But yeah, I wasn't expecting Xenoblade to be uh, pushed forward. That's kind of it's weird. Pretty wild. And- but I'm kind of happy that it happened because it means that since it's coming out in July. It means it's not going to get completely steamrolled by the yeah. fall releases, and it's going to be a busy fall season. Yeah, absolutely. I Like I said, I can see why they did it, and if the game is actually in, in good condition, or if they at least scrambled to release a decent day one patch, that'll be a good uh, RPG to have for the summer, because I find summer RPGs do really well on the Switch. Like, Octopath Traveler is probably the premier example. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the one thing this really throws into question for me is where does this leave Splatoon 3 in all this? Because oh, I was right. 100% expecting a Splatoon 3 in that time frame. So that makes me wonder if Splatoon 3 is maybe a bit further out than was expected because mm. traditionally Splatoon has been a summer game. 
and uh, maybe they're they're looking at something a little bit different. But even then, if it's pushed back into 2022, you're looking at a fall that's Splatoon three, potentially Bayo three, potentially. Uh, I mean, Pokemon's already got a window as well. Uh, so that's still a strong fall for what Nintendo, about a real even without Fire Breath of the Wild. Can we get a real Fire Emblem in here? First of all, and- again with the Muso slander, <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> it's not a real Fire Emblem. Come on. Okay, but it's it, there, there's been some time. Do I want another Fire Emblem? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Has Project Triangle Strategy, excuse me, just Triangle Strategy, the project yeah. was my father, um, <laughs> Triangle Strategy by itself is already pretty darn good. So I am, I'm quenched. Now, do I want more strategy RPG in my life? I always do, but I will not be a glutton for more. I'm always happy to wait and see. The blood God's lust for tactics. RPGs is insatiable. Eric. <laughs> it's the 10 year anniversary of uh, awakening fire. Emblem awakening today. It uh, is. As of this recording. Wow. It is the most overrated fire emblem ever made. That's the fire that saved the series Dang ass, it. so you should probably respect it. <laughs> no. <sighs> <laughs> no, that's uh that was the game that got me back into Fire Emblem. It got a lot of people back into Fire it got Emblem. Everyone. Actually, that that game saved Fire Emblem real talk. I know. Someone actually made a poster of uh Crom. You remember how, uh, what's his name, the butler wanted to make a poster, a recruitment poster of Crom Naked saying, like, you know, come join the whatever guard it was. Yeah. <laughs> I actually bought a poster of that. And someone came in to fix our cable or something. And I'm like, gosh, oh, shit, I probably should have taken that down. Oh, well, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus Nadia Nostalgia Nook. For I was about all. to there say, you go. even on weeks where we don't plan for a Nostalgia Nook, it happens <laughs> organically. <laughs> it, it does happen organically. It's just the way things are. We're all just tumbling down Nadia's nostalgia abyss forever. Well, it's better than the alternative, I think. What's the alternative? I don't know. Nuclear annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> and this it's week, welcome though. to Nadia's nuclear fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia's nuclear crater. War never changes and neither does the nook. Let's move on. <laughs> the pitch. The pit never changes. <laughs> the pit. The pit never changes. I feel like that's a TV. Now that's a uh, a T-shirt. The pit. The pit never. Changes. The pit never changes. You just have a giant <laughs> crater or something like that. <laughs> oh, I'm into it. Um, in other news, Elden Ring patch 1.404 is out, and my main takeaway from that is that Elden Ring Mania continues apace. As everybody sits down and breaks down all of the big changes, including patches being <laughs> patched with new uh-huh. event phases, and also a very popular way to take down a difficult boss in Melania actually being nerfed because the incantation Swarm of Flies has been altered as part of the latest gameplay changes. I'm just amazed that it's been how long since Elden Ring came out? February? And it's been two we're months still now. talking about this game, and mm-hmm. we were not going I'm still to stop. Playing it. I'm still playing it. I could finish yeah. it pretty much anytime I want, but I have so many things that I still want to see and do that I just haven't. And what's kind of funny is I unlocked this the the two options for the really, I guess, the quote unquote good ending and the quote unquote bad ending at the same time. So 
that was weird, but that was actually kind of funny. But how for did now, you accidentally unlock the bad ending? I I, I want to go into spoilers, but I no, no, really I want it. to know later how you <laughs> accidentally unlock the bad ending. Let's just say Elden Ring when you start to go downward and okay. want to see how far I, something. I know, goes down. I know what part you're talking about. It's the <laughs> accidentally because. From what I remember, you have to do that very intentionally. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, but shout outs to stuff like I, I think the longevity of Elden Ring is largely we saw why this last week with Let Me Solo Her, which yeah. was this player character that got famous for soloing the toughest boss in the game and arguably one of the toughest from soft bosses ever made uh, had the the nom de plume uh let me solo her and we get summoned into PC games and solo millennia by himself, butt ass naked where wearing only a jar on his head and two katanas, one in each hand, just bringing down millennia and there's fan art. There are 3d yeah. printed sculptures. People have done sculptures. Yes. There's, there's legend. I know friends of mine who have now been trying to beat this boss and have been intentionally trying to summon, let me solo her to just to, have the honor to sit back and watch someone else beat a FromSoft bus. It feels like weirdly subversive of the classic FromSoft idea of, oh, I have to beat this boss with my own skill. No, you get to yeah. summon the real skill and watch him just destroy a boss for you. And that's that's why we're still going to be talking about this game years from now is, is stuff like that. The systems of this game are so well suited to having such a long life. It's very much the way that people still talk about Breath of the Wild because that game has such crazy ass physics exactly, that people exactly. are doing weird stuff every day still. Meanwhile, in Halo, they took out a gun that everybody had fun with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, did they? Yeah, there was there was a glitchy gun thing that was basically a scorpion cannon uh, mm. that is being taken out of the single player mode of that game because it was just left in by accident. And don't don't do that to a single player side of a game. Why would you? That doesn't make any sense. It's it's fun. Everybody's having a good time. From what I hear, Halo Infinite's been kind of having problems with user retention. So maybe yeah. let people have the fun glitchy gun for it's a little been while. Kind of having problems with user retention. <laughs> yeah. I think it's actually literally below Master Chief Collection now. No, it is uh, seeing where it is on like the um, you know Steam charts and whatnot. It is like people are playing ancient ancient games more than they're playing uh halo infinite which is too bad it seemed like it seemed fun enough i played the single player for a while and i said yes it's decent really you played halo my husband was like hey let's play halo and i said sure we'll play halo so we played halo but then you had to take turns because it still doesn't have campaign co-op it sure does not remember the halo tv show oh wait it's still going i have not watched that (laughs) it's for the best all right (laughs) Those are our news headlines. We're going to head on now to the PAX East panel live from Boston, where we will talk about the state of Final Fantasy. See you on the East Coast. Don't go away. Welcome to Acts of the Blood God presents the state of Final Fantasy. 
we are here to talk about all things Final Fantasy Square Enix and, I don't know, jobs, classes, summoning, gods. Idolins. Have you all played a Final Fantasy? I'm worried. I've never heard of Final Fantasy. What's Final Fantasy again? What are we doing here? I don't know. I thought it was fighting fantasy. I thought we were talking about Mega Man. What happened? Wait. We're already off to a bad start. I don't know. Joining me today, I am one of the co-hosts of Acts of the Blood God, an RPG podcast. Uh, over here is Nadia Oxford, another one of my co-hosts. Nadia, say hello, people. Say hello to Nadia. Uh, Hi, everyone. <laughs> good to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. We're really glad to have you, and we're going to have a, a good time, I think. And uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. We're, we're also joined by Ash Paulson of Good Vibes Gaming. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. Great to see you all here. And... And down there on the end, we got Scott White of RPG University, famously known as the person who found the font fix for the FF Pixel Remaster and shared it everywhere. So if your font looks good, it's his doing right there. Hell yeah. It's going to be a grand cross old time. So we're, we're going we're gonna to get this started off pretty simple. Our idea is we're going to take stock, we're going to take note of what is Final Fantasy, where it's been, where it is right now, and where it is going. We're going to start with what is Final Fantasy? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines it as. <laughs> uh, we, you know, you've got the numbered entries. It's, it's, you know, that's pretty basic. And then there's spinoffs. You know, there's tactics and Crystal Chronicles and the like. And, you know, really the MMO is kind of its own thing when you really get down to it. And there's remasters and remakes and whatever Stranger of Paradise is. Have you, have you heard it's about chaos. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon? It's chaos. Chaos. It's excellent. So we broke it down into three simple, easy-to-digest sections, and that is starting with the past. And the past is pretty simple when you think about it. It is, what is Square Enix doing with the past of Final Fantasy in terms of remasters and remakes, and is it doing it well? So let's start with Mr. Pixel Remaster down there at the end, Scott White. What do you think about the the Pixel Remasters and, and what they've been doing with them? Um, first and foremost, I think it's stupid they're not on any console. Yes, right. Yeah, isn't Thank it you. great? That's uh, the main thing. God. I, <laughs> I think as a package, they're really strong entries. The soundtrack, the, the new arrangements are yes. probably the best aspect of the Pixel Remasters. Um, but yeah, as a whole, I think some of their marketing has been really weird with them. Especially their initial uh, reveal being like a minute only after 20 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, God. That was such a... Yeah. It was, was weird. That was an weird. event. Yeah. yeah. But overall, I think they're incredibly strong uh, packages, especially Final Fantasy III. This is really the, the first yeah. time that English speakers, with the, legally, I guess I should say, were, are able to play the original rendition of it so that's really cool and i think overall really strong they just need to be on consoles yeah yeah and i feel like that's going to happen sooner rather than later they must know i want to say yes but the point the, the problem i have square. is that a lot of people don't know the best version of secret of mana is stuck on the iphone and has been there for like 12 good point. years <laughs> yeah and i've been dying to have this thing on the switch and when the collection the mana collection came out i said oh here we go no we did not go it was, the water reflections in the ios version. it was so pretty, pretty. I, yeah I, I can only say good things for the most part about the ios they actually redid all the sprites like but i don't want to get to secret of mana even though i will if you let me <laughs> i actually agree that uh final fantasy the past for the most part is quite good like aside from the pixel remasters i would i would thoroughly recommend for Final Fantasy 4 
the PSP game, the complete yeah. collection. And I will, I think Ash is with me. We will defend totally. After Years. We're, we're here for After Years. Oh, okay? no. Like a, a fan no. It's, a, it's like a playable fan in the best panel? and worst ways. Mm. <laughs> but that final battle theme's a banger, though, in After Years. But I will say, um, the one thing that really disappoints me, uh, I've said in the past that Square is like three kids in a trench coat. And mm -hmm. whereas they do excellent work, for the most part, with their Pixel remasters, what is going on with things like, say, Chrono Cross and other... There, there have been other lackluster releases. Like, when they first released Chrono Trigger for Steam, it was a disgrace. And I don't use that, <laughs> yeah. I don't use that word lightly. Mm -hmm. To their credit, though, they really built it back up and fixed it, and everything's great, except it's not on consoles. So, I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of the thing that I keep taking away from this, is that the Pixel Remaster seems like it's enough. It, it, it gets it onto a platform and gets it modernly playable, but is enough like really what Final Fantasy should be getting at this exactly. point. Right. It, it is hard to not have envious uh, gazes towards what's, and, you know, I say this as someone who is very excited for the Live Alive uh, remake. Same. Looks absolutely Dragon mm -hmm. Quest 3. Yeah. Dragon Quest 2D. Hell yeah. You, you look at that and I think that when footage of that was coming out was around the time that footage of the 6 pixel remaster was going around yeah. and it was just not a great side-by-side -side comparison of the two. And so especially because they're locked to one platform, at least for right now, uh, it really does feel like we, we've got something, but it could be at least a little bit more. If it's not going to be an HD 2D, you know, at least make it more widely available. And we've had front of the show down here, Jesse Vitelli, uh, was informing me that the Steam Deck version of, of Final Fantasy IV apparently rips, uh, is, is real, real good. But, oh. you know, that's a very special circumstance. Yeah. Right. You know what's kind of weird about FF6 in particular, though, is that they decided to kind of slightly go in on the HD 2D thing with the yeah. opera scene, but only that. Didn't and commit. it was really, they didn't commit to it. It was really weird. I, I do like the fact that they gave that sort of uh, attention to the opera, because of course the opera is one of the most iconic scenes uh -huh. in video uh -huh. gaming. Uh -huh. But uh, I do also have to give a shout out to Square Enix for their uh, remasters of 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. I think oh, those are actually, uh, Very good. if you listen to Action mm -hmm. the Blood God, and you should, plug, 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 we had a report, a Final Fantasy IX report, because I had not played Final Fantasy IX, so I started playing it, and we talked about it episode by episode. It's fine. And if I had not had the fast-forward feature on the Switch, I think I would have given up a lot yep. earlier, because I loved the game, but oh, the poor PlayStation could not take it. Well, I've heard yeah. very good things about stuff like Zodiac Age and stuff like that too. Zodiac Age yes. is fantastic. I, I was looking at downloading it before we flew out here because I've heard it really, really touches that game up in a lot of ways. Zodiac it, Age is the only way I could play 12 straight up. It, yeah. it improves on it so much. So much. Okay, so that's that's what they're doing with their remasters, with, with their old games. But what about their remakes? Let's talk about the Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, do we have fans of the Final Fantasy VII remake, y'all? Woo! They... <laughs> Some sickos Nye. over here. Who keeps saying uh, that? It's 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 weird how they just decided to make it even more heartbreaking when some of those characters die because they're like, what if we give characters that die more screen time and make you care more? That's about a good it? idea. Uh -huh. that's yeah. how you, that's shout out to Thirsty Jesse. <laughs> look, <laughs> all the look, shout yeah. out to Thirsty Jesse. We we all want to embody the chaotic energy of Jesse at all times. It's, I have oh, yeah. to say, yeah. the, the thing I love most about Final Fantasy VII Remake is I was so worried that they do Advent Children Cloud, who was all gruff and angry and right. sad. Mm -hmm. He went back to being a dork, and Cloud was always, always a dork who never knew who he was or where he was and kind of needed his friends to prop him up and say, hey, here's your head, here's your ass, here's where you need to go. And he's like, uh, uh, thanks. I love, yeah. yeah. And that's how he wound up in a dress. <laughs> that's how he wound up in a dress. He looks good in a dress. Yeah. He rocks it. Oh, that, that and the, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
I wasn't uh, saying no, anything. You were my bad. Nope, you're good. So that and the fact, I think my main fear going into 7 Remake, and I loved it, by the way, Absolutely. was that I was afraid they were going to sanitize it because the original 7 was right. really just weird and it had an edge to it mm -hmm. that was very specific to that game and I was a little worried mm -hmm. where it would smooth over those edges and sanitize it but then you get to Walmart it and they didn't. It's just as weird and seedy as it was in the original and they nailed it. I would actually so give a, a shout out to, um, of course, I'm going to bring up Final Fantasy XIV here, here, but well, I think there was a change got a Square Enix's writing. For 14. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a shift in Square Enix's writing because one thing I noticed about 14 that was the same in uh, 7 Remake is there was a lot more grit. People weren't very chaste. They weren't like 15, which I love 15. I love the boys, but they were kind of like porcelain dolls. Whereas, like in, in Final Fantasy XIV, this guy's like, oh crap, we got chlamydia. And nobody got, <laughs> nobody got chlamydia in remake yet, but the idea is there yes, are still yes. people. It still has that edge. It still has that. Hey, we're human beings. We have spiky hair, but we're human beings, and uh, we go to the bathroom. I, I really wish someone had put that like in with their review of Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh huh. Where's the chlamydia? Where's the chlamydia? Yeah, not enough chlamydia. Seven point eight. Yeah, yeah. Pluses great uh, graphics, great gameplay. Minuses uh, no disease. It's really weird. I, yeah, no STDs. Uh, that should be a new requirement, like. Gra like graphics, sound, chlamydia, <laughs> no. thumbs yeah, up, thumbs yeah, down. <laughs> uh, I will say, to your point about keeping it weird, still one of my favorite parts of the Final Fantasy VII Remake is the section where Cloud has the fever dream about Sephiroth and then tries to swing his sword. It's and It's so good. It's That is such a good mm -hmm. physical yeah. gag that I, I was sitting there and I was like, Square not taking this? But like Square doesn't take itself seriously. It's fun when it's not taking itself too seriously. No, absolutely. I mean, look at the Dementors that they put into Final Fantasy. <laughs> but, but also that is, I think, Square grappling with the legacy of Seven. And that's why I like Seven Remake so much is because it feels like a work that is aware uh, like, like the huge question of how do you remake something like Final Fantasy VII? Right, Probably right. one of the most influential and impactful RPGs ever made. It brought the series essentially over to the West for a huge generation and made Final Fantasy what it is today. And you tell someone, hey, remake it do it again <laughs> what no yeah. so like it, what do you do you put dementors yeah. in and you have cloud fight the dementors <laughs> it had no right being as good as it ended up being yeah it was agreed really, like it, for, it just landed it, it it did land it was the culmination of everything i feel like square wanted to do with final fantasy since the in reveal trailer of final fantasy 13 and like advent children like it had steadily been working and they'd been trying to figure it out yes. and they landed with final mm -hmm. fantasy 7 remake they did and th there's one particular moment that just made my brain explode because i, I have to say obviously the soundtrack was incredible right yeah mm -hmm. and yep. but there's that one moment where you get to jenova dreamweaver and you hear the jenova theme and it's like it's more atmospheric and it doesn't quite hit the way you hoped it would mm -hmm. but then you get to stage two and then you get mm -hmm. to stage three, mm -hmm. and the, the theme really kicks yeah. in. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I can't believe this. They nailed it. it oh. It's interesting with Final Fantasy, and it's talking about the remakes and the, the remasters. You never know what you are going to get in terms of quality when Square remakes or does mm -hmm. something yeah. with these games. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You have no idea what it's going to be. Will you, have, anyway. will you have that like, weird yeah. color blobby iOS PC port? <laughs> <laughs> or will you have like Final Fantasy VII Remake where, you know, Dementors are cool and you get to fight them and Like I said, three kids it's, in a trench coat. I don't right. understand. Exactly. You right. don't know what you're going to get. It's a grab bag. I was reminded as I was looking at games to, to play on my Switch on the way out here, I was reminded of Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. <laughs> 
That was a thing. Yeah. Gosh, I yeah. That was that. a thing. And they're selling it for $30 on the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> and I almost pulled the trigger on it because I just want to know, you know? I like, played it on iOS. It's not very good. I mean, not it's, it's okay. But the thing about Final Fantasy XV, the best thing is that you are in a car with the top down and you're playing Genova while you pull into a gas station. Like, that's the whole experience for Final Fantasy XV. Nothing yeah. better than But does it have chlamydia? <laughs> right? I don't know. Prompto's up to stuff. It does have a bunch of new recipes. Did you know? <laughs> I found you know a new Prompto, recipe. No, Sweet little Prompto is wearing a vest that has a patch. And you can't really see it that well, but if you look it up, if you look it up, it says, what a beautiful day. Now wait for someone to fuck it up. I swear to God, really? this is true. I swear to God, all of you, look it up. I had not heard that. It did have the cup noodle quest, though, which is pretty great. That, uh, the, that was pretty great. Oh, Gladio yeah. going in on those. There's no Amazing shit. beat. Talking about modern Square Enix and putting product plugs in Coleman's. the city. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy XV brought to you by Coleman's. Right. Well, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV's KFC tie-ins and all that. <laughs> I'm almost wondering like what Final Fantasy XVI will have tied in at some point. The Excedrin booth is out there. You know, maybe they're going to make it in. <laughs> Chick Hydrobot no. is going to be a raid Chick boss. Chick Hydrobot is... Okay, look, don't tempt me with no. time. Uh, oh, dear Lord. But I, So here's the big question about the remakes. How do we feel about them breaking it up into parts? I feel like that's uh, one of the weirder parts of all this. And... I would feel a lot better if we knew where the hell the next parts were. Yeah, we have heard yeah. nothing about anything, so that worries me a little. Mm -hmm. I, like, I think it's obviously, I, I get why people don't like that it's in parts. I would prefer to have the whole thing at once. But I think, you know, you also have to consider the reality of modern game development. You can't remake a game as giant as FF7 mm -hmm. with modern assets yeah. and expect it to come out, you know, anytime before 2030, maybe. And, it would, and the cost would be astronomical. Mm -hmm. I feel like they almost had to cut it into parts. I have heard that basically Midgard is the first part, and this is just a rumor that the next part is going to be a lot more open, and it could be why it's taking so long. It would make sense. with this. Kind of like when you leave and you right. like calm for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a lot of money to resurrect Zach, you know? <laughs> of course, yeah. All the money's going that's to what, dog that's what propaganda. We've learned this. All the money's going to dog propaganda. There you go. Exactly. What was the name of that dog in, in, uh, in 7 Remake? Are you talking about Red? No, no, not... Uh, he's a, he's no, a cat. No, the little artwork. The little the, artwork. The wartime, wartime dog. Oh, oh, is it, oh, God, I can't remember. Stamp. Stamp. I was like, they Sparky, had, he, no, Stamp. He had a song and <laughs> everything. The song was in my head for ages. Yep. Yeah. They just need to make Fort Condor its own game. That's all I want, is I need them to, like, port Fort Condor to iOS so I can just play it forever. I would love that, actually. <laughs> that was the that best part of the intermission. Get it to Final Fantasy XIV's Golden Saucer. But, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And I'd never leave the cold. Take me away from Triple Triad, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little variety. I was a lot more hesitant and kind of unnerved by the, the multiple part trilogy or what it, or quadrilogy or whatever it will be with Final Fantasy VII Remake before I played Remake. And then seeing just the quality of it, I was like, okay, if they can do every game as good as they did this, fleshing out the areas and everything, I'm like, it's a bummer, but I'm kind of okay with it, too, now. Mm -hmm. I, th I think it's going to work out. I just do agree with that, like, I want to know where it's headed. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Hopefully, one might assume that with with the cadence of these things, we might be hearing soon, but but that would be nice, you know, to, to know more. I mean, what else could we possibly ask for from Square Enix when looking upon their past? How did that... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how that slide got in there. It's really weird. Um, but, you know... Yes. I do agree with it. Anyways, let's talk about the present, which is really just... <laughs> Have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV? 
with an expanded free trial, which you can play through the entirety of Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heaven's Word. An expansion up to level 60 for free with no restrictions on play. If a new expansion comes out, though, you might be screwed. You might have to wait a bit. No, I haven't. <laughs> well, do I have news? Let me tell you about the reason why I don't sleep anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 called Grahatia. And oh, I, oh, boy. And I just cry. <laughs> uh, but seriously, as as someone who got bit by the bug uh, in December, in, in December, on on the 28th, remember, remember the 28th of December, uh, I started playing Final Fantasy 14 and said, guess I'll give this thing a shot. It is now, what, uh, April 22nd today, and I have finished 5.0. Uh, wow. So, <laughs> well done. So that's how my social life has been going. Now, my but, favorite yeah. thing, though, is when, uh, when Eric started playing, uh, he goes through A Realm Reborn, of course, and everyone complains about, oh, this is so bad, your Andre's an idiot, and he tells me, man, I saw this part in the game and it made me cry. And I'm like, if you are crying at A Realm Reborn, you don't understand how screwed you are. Right. It was, it was really oh, you sad. You beat Summer Garuda Child. and you come back and everything's all messed up in the sand. You cried at that? Bugs. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's not sad, but like... <laughs> it's I, like heavily implied that people died. Uh, the things I have seen, child. The things you will see, child. Yeah, now, now I can understand some of that. But I think that's worth talking about because really the present of Final Fantasy is 14. Like, it's, it's hard to think of other things that Final Fantasy is doing right now that is not 14. You know, we, we already talked about the remasters and the remakes, but uh, as it is right now as a series, this is really kind of what Final Fantasy is. And I think that's good. I think Final Fantasy 14 is a wonderful video game, but it's also kind of become the pillar of Square Enix. In, some in fact, their uh, right. latest expansions, uh, they're doing a lot to make it a much more friendly single-player experience. Mm -hmm. And this is a very friendly single-player experience to begin with, so... They are really adding in things like uh, you don't have to team up with other people to go through dungeons. You can team up with your characters. Like, uh, again, I'll say his name, Grahatia. He's my all-rounder boy. I do He's love my boy. He's my mm -hmm. boy. No, that, that's, that's something, that's like an olive branch to someone like me, which I'm so glad Nadia hasn't disowned me yet. She's one of my dearest <laughs> friends. But I'm sorry to say I'm not an MMO guy, and I just really haven't had the time to commit to Final Fantasy XIV. I understand. I've played a little bit of it. I like it. I know how awesome it is. The soundtrack is amazing especially. <gasps> but I just don't have the time. But I, I did get to level 8 and got to outside of the start, my starting city. That's everything, right? I pretty much you experienced the entire you're cool. Yeah, you saved cool. the world. Congratulations. You're good. You're but, good. Uh, no, I really, I, I appreciate that because I'm not, as I said, not an MMO guy, but you tell me that I can play through a single player, that gets me more interested. So it is still on my radar. It's just I need the time to do it. It's always about time. Yeah. yeah. It does suck you in. One thing I will say, though, is, well, Square is head over heels with and with the success of Final Fantasy XIV and sixteen coming and everything. I don't think it, it, it would do a disservice to the Final Fantasy community at large um, just especially with the modding community, with older games, especially as so many yes. of these are on PC, you have such wonderful mods such as Final Fantasy IX's Mogiri mod that oh, yeah. makes it incredibly rich detail. It's like AI upscaling of the backgrounds. You have the fantastic tournament and communities rising up around the randomizers like Final Fantasy V Career Day, Final Fantasy VI Worlds Collide, Final mm -hmm. Fantasy IV Free Enterprise that turns these games, these classics into m amazing scavenger hunts that communities have grown up around and do like run tournaments. You have tournaments running on for speed running, like a Narsh run where people will race each other getting to Narsh in Final Fantasy VI. You have a group 
on Twitch that has devised commands and whatnot that will like automatically simulate Final Fantasy tactic fights with randomly generated parties Yo, that you can about... like add uh, yourself tactics, to uh, <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> Tactics Battlegrounds. Yeah. Um, you have T edition for Final Fantasy VI. You have a uh, Abyssinum's um, Beyond Chaos, which randomly changes Final Fantasy VI. There's so wow. much amazing things you have that the community is doing. I think with a lot of like the remasters, the remakes, whether it's Chrono Cross or the Pixel remasters, there's Square will take a step forward, but there's usually mm -hmm. always a step back Absolutely. or something they botch. And <laughs> something big. Right. It's always something big. Exactly. The Square does themselves a lot of disservice and a lot of the popularity and kind of spectacle of Final Fantasy right now is um, being carried and done by the com these passionate, passionate communities behind these games. Like even the Pixel Remaster font, there's a community that sprung up that added all sorts of different fantasy fonts. You have, you can do the Mr. Saturn font in the Pixel oh, Remasters God, if you want that's because so of that. Cool. I love that. The Dragon Quest stuff. It's, yeah. people have made redone sprites that replaces Zeromus in Final Fantasy IV for these randomizers that will turn him into, like, Schick Hydrobot Zeromus. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> mind-blowing what these communities it's, have it's, done. See, I'm console trash, so to me, I'm thinking, okay, Final Fantasy mod, uh, here's one that gives Cloud a giant dong or something like that, and that's where it's <laughs> There are those, too! <laughs> of course, there's those, that's all I know. Yeah, but it's, it's the Final Fantasy community yes. and the, the so passionate project that these yeah. people have been able to do um, that I think are really carrying a lot of the weight right now despite Square's a, occasional misstep with the, with the franchise that Absolutely. should not be understated. Nadia, I just can't take you anywhere. It's, we're, we're, you knew what you were getting into. I don't understand you. We're 20 you. minutes into a panel. You already brought out the Buster Dong. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Buster Dong, but now you're giving me an like more. No, like, but yeah. now that went into my head, and it's a thought, and if I don't get it out, it just... Do we have any fan artists <laughs> among us? Uh, Mod community, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. but, but that's a good point. I think it, especially the difference between Scott and Nadia here illustrates the difference between Square of Past and Square of Present, which is... Uh, the stuff used to only exist on consoles. It was a disc that you bought and you played it a bunch and you bought the the Prima guide for it and all that. But then you you get to nowadays and these games are moddable. And you know, shout outs to people like the speedrunners, RPG Limit Break, those kinds of folks that really pick these games apart and, and find new life in them because it is kind of like playing a whole new game. I, I played a bunch of Final Fantasy Tactics recently when mm -hmm. we were doing our Pantheon for it. And it, it was amazing to have mods that were just like, hey, wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to always slot in JP up on every character <laughs> while you <laughs> were leveling? It, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, some might argue that's this taking away from the spirit of things. But also, I am a, a grown man with a lot of time that I have to put into Final Fantasy fourteen. So... <laughs> <laughs> playing tactics matches between, you know, gate rotations at the Golden Saucer so I can mm. get my near pod mount because that's what life is nowadays. <laughs> There's a tactics mount, actually, that adds a new additional classes as well. Like, Why are you doing this to me? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Everything <laughs> I said has, has made it clear that I am susceptible to things like this. Don't put me near gotcha. <laughs> Don't put me near mods. No, it's, <laughs> I'm just saying it's good. Uh, you know, there is something really quick I do want to bring up. It's mm -hmm, not exactly mm -hmm. a mod, and it kind of straddles the line between present and past, but there is that uh, weirdly 
touched up remaster, I guess if you want to call it, of Final Fantasy thirteen on the Xbox Series consoles. Right. Yeah, it, it runs right. really good on Xbox. And that's only on Xbox Series, but yeah. they didn't really say much about it. They were just like, hey, we're putting it out, but guess what? It they do that a lot. runs even okay. better. Here's yeah. a great yeah. re- here's a great remaster. We're not talking about it. Like the, the aforementioned uh, Secret of Mana. Right. And I mean, and for this me, fell off the like, cart and I guess y'all could take it. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was cool to see because I, I'm, you know, as one of the staunch Final Fantasy 13 defenders out there, despite its problems, I, th- I was happy to see them mm-hmm. give that game some love. Yeah. And yeah. that was kind of cool, a cool thing that happened. It, it needs the love. It is a much maligned oh, that's for in the sure. series. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like 13 has its fans, like, like has a broad set of fans, and then with each entry in that trilogy, it gets like smaller and smaller. It's like... It, a, a yeah, a little funnel. Yeah, I can't defend funnel. Lightning Returns, but I will. De- I will. De- <laughs> <laughs> but I. But I will defend thirteen two to my dying breath. We're I never. We're game. never doing a Normandy scene on Lightning Returns. Pat says it's uh... <laughs> Oh, that. <laughs> yeah, crazy chocobo. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. Crazy Th- chocobo. Thinking back, Lightning Returns is like a very early proto Final Fantasy VII remake. It really, like, you look at Final Fantasy VII Remake and you see a lot of that. We were also recently playing Final Fantasy X-2 for Normandy FM. I will plug things while I'm up here. Nice. And uh, it, that that also, you can, like, see a lineage between dress fears to the idea of, like, composing an entire party on the fly to then a lot of the combat systems and kind of quick switch stuff that Final Fantasy VII Remake had. It was it was cool to see. Mm-hmm. You know, this would, that would make a really good panel. Who who could say? <laughs> we would have done that on our panel brainstorming backs panels, but sadly that one did not get accepted. <laughs> uh, next time. Uh, anything else on the the present of Square? What do we think Square's at right now? Like what it else do they got? It is so hard to gauge because they're leaning a lot. Whatever they're paying Yoshi P, it is not enough. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's right. true. That's Whenever true. I see his name on the credits, I'm like, that man is not getting enough money. Yeah. But uh, that right now, 14 is their, God, it's their cash cow. So they're treating that like gold. And everything else is just kind of following in behind. I'm, I, I would just like to know more about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Like, that's all, all yeah. I want right now. Well, and 16 is, well, who knows? Well, if we want to right. talk about that, we could go to the future. Oh, uh, so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, I like him. I, I, I like what I see so far of 16. I know a lot of people are... Um, again, I'm going to invoke the name of Yoshi P because I have a lot of faith in, in him and what he's done and how, how he is as a writer and a developer. And I think Koji Fox is on this as well. So how it plays, we'll see. How, how it is, who knows. But I think, I think it looks kind of cool. I'm looking forward oh, to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I, I have faith in Yoshi P by, by proxy because I know how many people love 14's story. I have to say I was a little disappointed when we first saw 16's debut trailer and I've watched it and that was like one of the first times in since 12 really that I had seen a trailer that I was or for a new Final Fantasy that I was like I, I, I'm probably going to be into this when it comes out but I'm not like really excited yet and but I was 12 is bit... great though I, I understand what you mean because when the trailers first came out for 12 I was there too I said oh this looks uh, like a not a Final Fantasy mm-hmm. but then I learned that uh, Balthier and Fran are like the best characters in the series so. they are super cool but I, unfortunately I'm just not a big 12 fan I'm, oh, I'm glad oh, there's everyone your problem. out there loves it but I just it's not for me but yeah it's just 16 so far I, I believe that it's going to be great. I want to believe in it, but I'm just not there yet. See, it, it, it alternates because you've got 12, you know, very political story, uh, intrigue, you know, nations fight, a very tactic style story, obviously, the evilly stuff and all that. 13. Captain Bosch. 
Was, <laughs> I'm Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg. Uh, 13, very like anime Final Fantasy. If anime you will. as hell. Yeah. Uh, 14, back to the intrigue, back to the governments. And then 15, anime as hell. Like <laughs> basi- basically a, a shoujo anime. It's sh- sh- am I using that right? Shonen. 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 Shonen? Yeah. I don't know. Don't. I, I, you know what I liked about 15, though, is it came out at a time when it was still a little unusual to have, like, bromance. Like, nowadays, yeah. it's more acceptable for, like, men to be, like, you know, friends and, and you know, hang out and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fix, fix each other's clothes. But uh, <laughs> back then, I remember, I don't, I don't know if anyone else remember this, but uh, Conan O'Brien's uh, Clueless Gamer thing, when he was playing Final Fantasy uh, 15, he was making fun of it. I think I remember this, yeah. Yeah, and he... Uh, the boys were commenting on Luna Freya's wedding dress, and he's like, "Oh, how can they do? Ooh, that's so stupid." The boys commenting, on. and I said, "That you, why can't they like pretty dresses?" And I that agree. was kind of the mm-hmm. start of the characters being a little more like, uh, and they were I allowed to that. emote. There were yeah. four four guys who loved each other who were allowed to emote and have an honest mm-hmm. friendship, mm-hmm. which, as you said, Nadia, you don't see that kind of positive masculinity portrayed in games exactly. very often, even today. Yeah. Oh no! Go play Gears of War. Well, fair enough. <laughs> true enough. True enough. Just guys being dudes. In that. <laughs> What's better than this? Uh, just guys being dudes. Yeah. Dude, bro, the game. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I will say to fifteen, and and something that I think is a larger evolution in RPGs now. What I love about fifteen is that it starts you with a party, and and that party pretty much stays the same the whole time and it yeah. really lets those characters start to evolve and breathe and obviously one of the problems with 15 you probably should have talked about this in the past was uh, how it was broken up and segmented over so many pieces right. and then yeah. some of it didn't even come out uh, what what happened with episode Arden did, where did that end up and there was another there was episode there was, Luna Freya kind of, that never Final happened Final Fantasy 15 was a weird uh, situation they, they kind of built the game like they're putting down tracks as, as, they, mm-hmm. as we were playing mm-hmm. yeah Fabula Novala Crystal Dollars. Oh God! Hey, Remember you can that? Literally, like as you play, what did 15, you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about my mother? That's the the trilogy or the, yeah. the series of games that were all branched, like from Final Fantasy thirteen yeah. versus thirteen. Babufala is the other. That's the Shin Megami Tensei. Babula. <laughs> now, when you play through fifteen, you can. I mean, there is so much. I, I like fifteen, but there is like so much 15. wasted potential because you you can see literally where the story was stitched together, and they had to pull stuff out. And it's just, it, it, if they had been able to release it in its full vision, I feel like it could have been something It, it kind of helped special. that 15 came out when I had surgery and I was on really strong painkillers. Uh, and yeah. when I started the game, uh, I actually thought it was adorable the way Carbuncle, who is like uh, his um, Nox, like totem, Eidolon, was talking to him through the cell phone. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that's adorable and amazing. It also had really cool dungeons. It did. Mm-hmm. Really it, cool dungeons. The yeah. Pityos dungeon was one of the <coughs> coolest things I've ever played in a yeah. Final Fantasy game, straight up. And yep. If y'all have no, not seen that in Final Fantasy 15, y'all gotta check that out. The Pityos dungeon rules. But it is, to bring it on back to the future, uh, it makes me wonder where they're going with 16. Because I, I actually rewatched the trailer before when I was getting ready for this panel. And I was like, man, post 14, this is giving me a lot of 14 vibes. Obviously, you know, it's got it's got the right team on it and all that. But it is making me wonder, what does the vision of Final Fantasy look like when especially RPGs in general are trending towards action? They're trending towards this mix, almost like the Tales series was ahead of its time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You're onto something there. I mean, don't don't pinch your Tales fans. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Tales of Arise is my first like uh, Tales fan (laughs) and Tales game. Oh, nice. 
and I really enjoyed it. Like uh, the actually, sorry, Vesperia was my first one on the Switch, Woo! which was also fantastic. But um, Arise, the way it it implemented like those Dragon Ball Z fights, I really right. had a great time. <laughs> I can't deny it. But but do we think that's the the way forward for it RPGs this day? Doesn't like, bother me that is... much. Like um, I don't know. When I think the, I, I almost feel like these days with Square. They want their traditional turn-based stuff to be Dragon Quest and everything crazy and jumping off the fence and screaming, I can fly. That's over in Final Fantasy land. I, I would add, too, that they that they also want that. You know, they've basically built the Bravely series. I mm-hmm. mean, that Octopath yes. Traveler. Yeah, that's and true. so that's I true. think as long as they keep, you know, as long as those games keep being healthy and they keep being made, I'm okay with as long Mainline as they Final feed Fantasy. me. Yeah, like give, give me Bravely Third. You know, as long as they keep making those traditional type games. I'm okay with modern Final Fantasies trending toward action. I know it's not for everybody. Yeah. It's not necessarily... I mean, if I can adapt to Final Fantasy XIV making me do weird, like, Naruto things on my fingers to right. to do <laughs> to fight, then I can I can adapt to whatever 16 float, throws at me. Yeah. So what you're saying is yeah. we need Project Quadrangle strategy is what we need. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Clearly. Cool. Well, what they need Wouldn't is that just project. be Project Square? The world is square. The world is square. Oh. I know, right? Oh, right. That's too much. Yeah. That's, that's too much for this panel. Yeah, right there. I, but, but what else does the future look like for Square? I mean, so we've got Final Fantasy Remake Part 2. We're obviously all wondering where, that, where that's going to go, if it's going to take the open-world approach that it seems like it could, given how Final Fantasy VII uh, set out and, and eventually went after you got out of Midgar. But, I mean... I think that, um, basically, you're looking at a future, uh, a future where 16 is... Going to be whatever's going to be, mm-hmm. and oh, people are cheering for us. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Cool. Fans of Final they Fantasy really VII like remake out there, baby. They really love us. They really love us. In here, Team Tifa or Team Aerith crowd. <laughs> but I think that in terms of sure plans, the only thing we're going to get any sort of guess out, guesswork out of is fourteen, which is mm-hmm. the next expansion's surely coming soon. If you like, spoil six point one on this stage, I will flip this table over. <laughs> I, I will say the 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 Not great enough. song is a banger, an absolute okay. banger. Yes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, uh, one thing that I really am curious about, with especially with the future of Final Fantasy, I think Final Fantasy will be their big budget, like, this is how pretty we can make games. Yeah. How many more Frank Sinatra songs do you we think oh, will be worked into I'm, I'm Final Fantasy? I'm shocked that We got Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> That's uh, my favorite thing when Square Enix just good breaks out a, like, a random licensed song. Like, remember 15 started with um, Stand By Me? Who was it right. who did that? Was it Florence and uh, the Machine? Florence and the Machine did Stand By Me. Right. That, that was, was very, very good. It was actually good. very good. I liked yeah. it very much. But 13 like, had uh, the Le- Leona Lewis song, My Hands, I think it was called, which is just random. Oh, right. A product totally designer. Random. No, Louis Vuitton was Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They had the whole lightning, like, lightning when, fashion line. Yeah. When, so actually, weird. when that happened, um, you, you, this was, I used to work for usgamer.net, and when that happened, we decided, hey, let's do a fun thing where, like, characters are all promoting something that they, like, is related to them. So I did Papyrus from uh, Undertale promoting spaghetti sauce, ragu, or something. So that's, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, what do we think about uh, the potential? I, I believe it's now heavily rumored at this point. We'll we'll take it up to rumor level of a Final Fantasy IX remake. Do we? Is that something that we care about? Is that something that we want? Does oh. Nine need a remake? I feel like the Switch version is very good, but if we're talking about like a full, are we talking about like a Final Fantasy VII style remake or? Are we Who knows? About, like, I don't it's think the, it was it's, in the Nvidia. It's on that magic Nvidia oh, right. leak that um, seems to keep proving right over and exactly. over again. I I think that. 
there will be something like that. I think fans should keep their expectations in check. I think it will range between the Chrono Cross kind of Radical right. Dreamers edition where they slightly update character models so they're a bit more detailed and Trials of Mana. I think it will fall somewhere in that range of remake. Um, right. I don't see them putting that much money while like to compl- do like a seven remake. Mm-hmm. I do feel like Square Enix doesn't like to put a lot of money into their past as much as they should. They should. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like a, a stuffy old woman here, but it's like they should honor their past. I'm serious. I, I mean, the fact that Chrono Trigger isn't on modern consoles yet is just Chrono Trigger. I mean, absurd. Spoiler alert: uh, Act of the Blood God rated the best RPGs of all time, and, and surprise, Chrono Trigger was number one. And oh, I, yeah. I thoroughly should believe, be. as it should be, nice. It is We're, the best RPG of all time, and it yeah. deserves to be more than that that botched Steamport. Like again, they fixed that, which is great. But okay, why not take it a, f- a bit further? Take it on the Switch. Take it everywhere it's not. This yeah. this panel really is just us going like looking at the entire Square Enix catalog and being like, put it on the Switch. <laughs> just put it on That's the Switch. It it, yeah, it's just all Easy the as pie. decisions Square makes. And I think Nintendo's in the same camp. They're in the I don't like to make money camp, <laughs> <laughs> where they just have so many things they could do and just don't. Could there, could there right. be a perception of flooding the market, though? Like, I, I do, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I'm going to say, like, would there be a perception of they're, they're another one of the developers? If you've ever gone down the new releases of the Switch eShop, do it. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a journey. It is, uh, yeah. And do they want to be seen as the company that's just shoveling things onto there? Do they want to space them out? Yeah, we're not talking about carnival there? games here. We're talking about like very prestigious uh, old RPGs that deserve to be played and replayed. There's just no reason for them to be there. Maybe it worked like a, when it was on the Wii. On the Wii, the Wii eShop got updates on their classic titles yeah. every week. There's yeah. that amazing well, we the Twitter Wii account eShop, every yeah. Wednesday with uh, yeah. the Wii eShop update day. Right. I bought every I bought every single part of the After Years off that shop. <laughs> I did too. Yep, same. That's right. And I then played I played it, it in the PSP collection again. Yep. Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't go that far. Uh, I completely agree with your take, by the way, on on this you know rumored FF9 remake. I think it's it's not going to be to the level of FF7, but I do think it's going to be something in the middle there. Um, and, and actually, speaking to a, a previous slide, FF Tactics remaster was part of that leak as well. Oh. It was. It so was. Maybe it, we're going to get it. I mean, look, I I don't have hopes anymore. You know, I just, <laughs> that's that's an easy way to get All your heart broken. All my hopes are dead. Yeah, bottom of the ocean. But, uh, but but my my pitch for an FF9 remake would be a simple one, and it's a hundred percent more VV. Just get more VV in that game, and, yep. and you've done well. Uh, you know, speaking of VV, have you played Chocobo GP? Are you talking? Are you talking about Chocobo GP? Or are we talking about Chocobo Racing? Chocobo GP. Okay, I'm not the new one. I specifically did not play GP because I love Chocobo Racing. Okay. It was actually my first kart racer. Mm-hmm. I got it on the PlayStation because my dad bought me that and like one other game. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like a Tetris game. But Chocobo Racing owned, and sure. uh, I have golden, rosy memories of that, and I don't want to tarnish them. That's <laughs> fair. I mean, Chocobo GP has its issues, but I, the reason I say that is because the story mode. Is actually incredibly well written. Don't for do a this to me, Final Ash. Fantasy fans. Don't do this. And to me, Vivi is part of that. You're and doing they, this to me. Vivi's also it. in Kingdom Hearts too. You could just play that. That's and well, that's <laughs> only have to pay for it once. That yeah. But they completely take the piss out of some Final Fantasy tropes and like mm. dramatic lines and, and you know repurp. It's really good. 
I, I can't recommend it. can't be worse than All the Bravest, if anyone remembers that. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> I had forgotten about it. Thanks, Nadia. Now I... Uh, if you, if you ever have me playing All the Bravest for whatever godforsaken reason, <laughs> if you look at the descriptions they have for the enemies and the characters, nobody gave a shit, and they're actually hilarious to read, because it's clear nobody even bothered to double-check it. Right. I do, before we move on, uh, I just want to say shout-outs to Nomura for Trojan horsing Final Fantasy Versus 13 back into the <laughs> world through Kingdom Hearts 4. Hell yeah. Uh, you love to see it, the dedication, the sheer dedication. He's been uh, playing 40 chess all this time with us, and I love that's, it. That's the chess board that they're playing yeah. in all the trailers. That's the, that's what's So coming. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> just so, 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 so we're gonna we're gonna let people line up for questions. If you want to ask us stuff about RPGs, about Final Fantasy, if you have any takes, if you want to get up there and, and tell us why Team Tifa beats Team Aerith or anything else, you, you get on up there to the microphones on either side of the aisle. I'm gonna signal like a flight attendant. But as people get lined up, I'm gonna just run down. Give me your give me your quick take. Uh, starting with Scott, how do you feel about the state of Final Fantasy? Looking bright, thanks in no small part to the community. Mm -hmm. Nadia? I think it looks good, but I'm also just like a complete monster for Final Fantasy XIV, and I like where that's going. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ash, how are you feeling? I feel pretty okay about it. It could be better. I I'm not sure about sixteen yet, but I love Seven Remake, and I cannot wait for Part 2. Mm -hmm. I would simply like... Uh, a new Dissidia. I, I don't feel like we've had enough Dissidia oh, yeah. in our lives. Yes. And... That is the that is the one game brave enough to make Jekt a playable character, and that's that's art. You know what? I'll take you a new Dissidia and raise you a new theater rhythm. Give me oh, a new I will theater take rhythm. Another one of those, please. please. Can it be both? Can it be both? Sure. Okay. Let's, cool. Let's make it with happen. social. Links. Stranger yeah, spinoffs have happened. Sid uh, rhythm. Dissidia rhythm. That, you know that actually works. Dissidia actually works. Theatisidia. We, we don't have Chlamydia in Final Fantasy, but we do have Theatisidia. Theatisidia? That sounds like a some sort of disorder. We'll know. start with the right hand mic over here before this gets worse. <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Aaron. Uh, Hello, Aaron. Thank you again for this wonderful panel. And I wanted to ask, uh, why doesn't Square uh, show off more of their uh, IP within Final uh, within uh, Kingdom Hearts? Like, I'd I love mm. to see uh, exploration of worlds in Bravely Default or other Final mm. Fantasy games. It's it's almost always just Final Fantasy VII. I would love Laura Croft in a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be like, amazing! Like you're just in Tarzan's jungle, and then Laura Croft caps somebody. The impression right. I get from Kingdom Hearts these days, and it actually makes me very curious to know where Four is going, is I have heard that the licensing and the issues and how characters are portrayed uh, on the Disney side. Like, they were very, very strict about all that. Whereas very when the bad. first two Kingdom Hearts came out, they were like, oh, God, we're almost dead. Just take whatever you want. Just give us money. So now Disney is like, maybe Square does want more original characters or their characters into in Kingdom Hearts. But Disney's like, no, it has to be exactly like this, 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 and this. And that's why you kind of had that, like... Uh, MS3, uh, mm. of, uh, you know, just the, the mystery let it go. science theater. The mystery the science theater of like yeah. they're, they're watching her sing "Let It Go," and I'm like, this is weird. Oh. So weird. Yeah, that, that was definitely one of my least favorite things about Kingdom Hearts Three was just the lack of even just Final mm -hmm. Fantasy. But I would love to see that expanded to you mm -hmm. know near characters, Chrono characters. I think that could be really cool. Could you oh, imagine near Kingdom Hearts? Oh my god, Kingdom Hearts. That's too much. Right? Kingdom Hearts by Yoko Taro. This that, has to I don't know if, if that, my brain could survive it. Honestly. It's, it's oh got to stay T-rated, all right? We got we to gotta keep it there. I think a big part of it is that 
when it was first created Kingdom Hearts as a franchise, it was such a strange crossover. It's like mm-hmm. it re- it needed that Final Fantasy infusion to get really any RPG players to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And as Kingdom Hearts has grown and become its own thing and has so many fans of it, they don't have to necessarily rely so much on Final Fantasy characters, which I don't agree with. And I think that's what we saw with Kingdom Hearts 3, where we saw so few Final Fantasy characters and really they only appeared in Remind. I'm hoping, like you said, that we will get more going forward, but I think for a while it was just, okay, we don't need them anymore. Sora, Riku, and and the, the gang can carry their own sails. We don't need yes. Leon um, right. anymore. Lean but, on yeah. me when you're not strong. And, and <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is strong. Thank you for your question. Thank you. Yes, thank you. you. Left-hand side, what you got? Real emotion, cringe or cultural reset? Wait, the cultural re- Kenneth is about to flip a table over. <laughs> cultural reset. Yeah, real, real uh, that is true. Uh, real emotion is is fantastic. Having yep. just played Ten Two, that that song slaps. So uh, I'm more mm-hmm. of a was it a thousand wings? The the one that she sings on top of the airship. That one too. A thousand words. A thousand words. Thousand wings words. or less. The the words are suspended on wings. That's how it works. That's Th- that's they're both bangers. <laughs> okay. Essentially. Yeah, it's a bag. They're good. Thank you for reminding us of that beautiful song. <laughs> they still won't let Yuna play the Super Bowl. It's terrible. <laughs> Right-hand side. Hi. I just want to say I think a Trials of Mana-style remake of Final Fantasy IX would be my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's my favorite series. It would, it um, would slap. I, I actually really like Trials of Mana very much. I did too. The remake was yeah. very good. Mm. For my question, though, I, I don't know how to ask this, but do you feel... Final Fantasy 16 will fall like back to the way Final Fantasy 15 was, where it didn't feel complete until it got the DLC and everything else. Or do we feel like we're going to get a complete package again? Oh, like a segmented approach where they had like Kingsglaive. I saw Kingsglaive yeah, in like, theaters. That was a weird experience. Feel like <laughs> there were like three people at that showing at 10 p.m. at night. One of them. It was not a good movie. I yeah. feel like. Um, see, I can't. I don't know what engine they're using. I uh, don't know if they've said what engine they're using, but I think the Square. Enix has recently learned some very hard lessons about using their own in-house engine to do uh, modern games. So uh, they might be doing more switching over to third party, like Unreal and whatnot. So I think hopefully that would expedite things, but it's hard to say. Yeah, it's I could go either way. I'd like to say they learned their lesson with 15's kind of piecemeal approach, but then you know we just got well two years ago we got Kingdom Hearts three. And that didn't really, that ending did not feel complete until Remind came out. And so it wasn't quite as egregious as the multi-part 15, but they, you know, it didn't feel complete without Remind. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they might do that again. I hope not. Yeah. I think, I wouldn't be surprised if it feels a lot like Final Fantasy 14, honestly, with Yoshi P doing it. I think you'll have a very good kind of complete story with maybe some additional things dropping um, afterwards, like 6.1 or, and, and whatnot, I could see something similar to that. But I yeah. think you will have a much more complete experience with 16 than you did 15. I think we just live in a world where an hour, like, games as service is assumed at this point. And, you know, maybe the service is not you know, something like Anthem or anything like that where it's going to have problems. But uh, it's, it, it's definitely something where you pretty much assume that the game you're going to get up front is something that will be iterated on later through either patches or content updates. But what I will say to Square's credit is you look at things like Octopath and Triangle Strategy, and those are 
rounded games like those very true you, you purchase that game you own that game and uh so far they they seem pretty content to if they're going to add more to it they're going to do new things with it they're going to make new entries they're not necessarily going to just dlc on top of that so do you think that's more of nintendo's influence though could be possibly could be i mean so you know not to brag but i interviewed the producer uh, Asano about Triangle Strategy not that long ago. <laughs> but, uh, he, he was very adamant about saying like we want to tell a complete story and then move on to the next thing. We don't we don't really want to mess around with DLC too much. And uh, I, I think at least for the stuff we were talking about, the HD 2D stuff that is coming out of that division, uh, there, there is more of a drive to want to do that sort of thing. But when it comes to the big budget stuff, I mean... It makes money when they do DLC, and yeah. and they do need to make money at the end of the day to pay all the people to make all those triple triad cards I'm collecting right now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for your question. Thank, thank you. you. Left-hand side, what's up? So first off, I just want to say thank you guys so much for this panel. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks thank for you coming. for being here. Um, the question I have for you guys is, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, we all know they're kind of taking some liberties with the story. And there Some is, is nice a certain death in the game. I won't <laughs> name for anyone who hasn't played it, but I think we all know. Dumbledore. <laughs> of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. And I've had a debate with a bunch of my friends on if that death is even going to happen in Remake Part 2. What is your guys' thought on that? I think they're going to troll us. I, I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to go down, but I feel like there's going to be a twist, so to speak, and it's going to it's gonna probably be a lot of fun and probably blow our minds. I'm going to be disappointed, but I don't care. What if they kill Cloud? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm Game saying, over. Thanks for coming, I'm, everyone. Pieces, yeah. pieces are in place for them to pull something like that. And honestly, I want True. them to swing for the fences like that. Because if you want to play Final Fantasy VII, there is no shortage of ways to play Final Fantasy VII these days. Trust me. Like, you can throw a rock and hit a port of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do like, like I said before, that the remakes are trying to do something new and really grasp, grapple with the idea of what remaking Final Fantasy VII means and whether they can tell a new story with that work. And would I love a game where Aerith with a chair becomes the new protagonist? Maybe. <laughs> the there's a mod for chair. that. <laughs> of course there's a mod for that. There's a mod for that. Mm. I want a whole game just with Tifa and Aerith buddying up and doing their own thing together. Because their they're yes, relationship is... Is that not the romance of that game? I thought that was the romance like, of that game. Yeah, okay, right. Cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. Um, I... I, I agree with you, Nadia. I think they're probably going to troll us and, and just throw us a huge curveball. If I had to say yes or you know, will they or won't they, I have a feeling that that death will still occur, but there might be a twist surrounding it. Sephiroth stabs himself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> now we're going to do now. You, you hate to see it. Trips falls on his own sword. I mean, I will say... Even for people who remember Seven and remember that twist originally, with how charismatic they made Aerith in Remake Part One alone, like yeah. completely different character to me, honestly. And now, yeah. you know, if, well, I guess I spoiled it for anyone who hasn't played it, but <laughs> come on, you, who has not played that game? Or at least not know that part. Uh, it's, I, I would be like heartbroken if it happens again because it will hurt that much more this time so so much more maybe they I, yeah. should square do likes it, to hurt us saying. i can say that much from on square so prepare yourselves i guess yeah yeah thank you for your question thanks yeah thank you right hand side how you doing hi thank you um i actually have two questions if that's okay they're both kind of off the wall so i apologize in advance they're on uh, the wall off the wall where are they uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> kinda, kinda out here are they just bit. floating 
Yeah. So, uh, do you think they're going to do more Stranger of Paradise style games God, with I each individual so. yes. title? God, I hope so. I would love to I, see that, but I don't yeah. think they are. I don't think Stranger of Paradise sold very well to hear the tittle tattle. I like when they embrace the weird, so I'd like to see that happen, but I, I don't know. I, yeah, the sales weren't there, and they seem not to have been. It's hard to imagine. And they spent all that money on the Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra I, rights. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm liking this age of, of you know, Square and Nintendo licensing their, their franchises out to do things like Cadence of Hyrule and Stranger of Paradise. And I'd like to see more of that for sure. Um, I think the Advance Wars remake is being done by Way Forward. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, so, like, the more that those large companies start to maybe take some things and let other companies handle them and put their own spin on it, definitely. I would love to see that. Uh, will it happen? I don't know. Go out and buy a copy of Stranger of Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Already bought three. Uh, my second question is: Do you think when they do inevitably do Final Fantasy X three that they're going to go the Brassica R inject route, or do you think they're going to follow the audiobook? Oh God, oh, Ken and I the audiobook one where the audiobook kicks a bomb so, and dies. Yeah, that's yeah. the oh, one where one just that. kicks a blitz ball and blows up because it was actually a bomb. God, yeah, uh, uh, and that's here. not even the weirdest thing that happens in that. Oh my God, uh, I like the art though. It was good art. There, oh yeah, there, the, there was some the good old. art of like older Yuna and older Tidus mm-hmm. that look kind of cool, but yeah. I would desperately hope that they just at least non-canonize that middle part of the okay. the post ten stuff, the the audio drama stuff. There's there's <laughs> some like maybe interesting ways they could take it, but it would also be a case of why not just do new? I don't think ten needed more story in the first place, and I I like to see them do new things with Final Fantasy and or if they're going to do something, just I don't know, go back and remake. 10 or just make it look really really good because it would still look really really good nowadays so play play Final Fantasy 10 it's a great video game hell yeah oh yeah I'm going to combine both of your ideas. I think if they'll do another hack and slash Final Fantasy game, but it's going to be with uh, uh, Braska, Oren, and Jack in a Stranger of Paradise like hack and slash game. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. I like it. With your character, your custom character maybe. Space guy or the unknown, or who knows Garland. what they'll work it in, but I, I, I could see that. Can Jack Garland fun. join YRP and, and be the fourth <laughs> member of YRP? That's the DLC. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I love to embrace the weird. I, I hope they they do a 10-3. I'll take the opposite approach and say mm-hmm. 10 is, is one of, if not my favorite game in the series. I love 10-2 as well. I love the extension of the story. And there are elements of the of the novel 2.5 that are interesting that are intriguing but then they go do the really stupid stuff and like you know he is blowing himself up and it's like unnecessarily when we did stupid. the podcast on actually the blood god about and someone told us about titus kicking the the bomb and blowing himself up cat <laughs> the host who's not here unfortunately i haven't seen her laugh that hard like that's she was <laughs> dying yeah. yeah the first time you hear it you think someone's it's messing just... with you like mew under the truck in pokemon yeah. red <laughs> Thank you for your question. Still trying to push Thank that you. truck. Thank you. Left-hand side, how are you doing? Hi there. Um, so you guys have acknowledged sort of how hit or miss some of Square's projects can be. Mm-hmm. How concerned should we be with Square's president recently making comments about NFTs? I don't know. It's mm. If somebody gave me like $10,000 right now, I'd say, sure, yeah, NFTs are great. And I'd do nothing. <laughs> I'd take $10,000 and walk away and do nothing about it. So that's kind of how I look at this is I do think it's a little bit of playing to the hype in order to keep a lot of people who have a lot of money happy. 
if they do put NFTs into any of their games, I imagine it will be immediately shouted down. And there's been so many examples of mm-hmm. games trying to incorporate NFTs, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, uh, that have just failed catastrophically that I think a, a lot of the people who are making those decisions are already seeing that's probably not a good idea. So as once long as it stays away from get, 14... Once investors get bored with the, with the very acronym NFT, they'll, they'll, they'll go away. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry too much about it. I, I, I agree with everything yeah. you said, basically. Mm-hmm. I think by the time Final Fantasy 16 comes out, NFT will just be a funny footnote in history that, you know, yes, funny. people God, will, hope so. will, will point at. <laughs> I mean, just looking at how NFTs, like the sales and like the value have dropped already, that yeah. you don't really see people talking about them anymore unless it's like, I don't know, for a rallies commercial. Twitter I don't bots, know. But Twitter bots, yeah. Twitter bots and things like that. So I think by the time the big you might have them in mobile games. I could see that maybe them trying that in mobile games, but like in your mainline Final Fantasy uh, titles, I I wouldn't be too worried about it. I'm not very worried. We're, we're not going to have the bored Scion Yacht Club, you know. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I think we're good. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. I share your concerns, though. <laughs> right hand side. Hey there. I was actually going to ask about Strangers of Paradise too, but instead, um, what do you what are your feelings about a Mythic Quest remake? I would take wow. it. Oh yeah, I would yeah. take it. Sure. I love. I, I have a special. I have a soft spot in my heart for Mystic Quest, despite its issues and its history and its context. I love that weird little game and that soundtrack slaps. Very it has good. a surprisingly it's good, good soundtrack. Yeah. What was the name of the 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 protag? At the most generic American name ever. Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin. Benjamin yeah. <laughs> so it's like Brian from Quest sixty four. You got Brian <laughs> and Benjamin, the hero of light. Great hero. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Left hand. How are you doing? Hi. My name is Francois. Hi. Uh, of all Hi. the unique worlds that Square has created for the Final Fantasy games, which one would you like them to revisit again for another game? I just oh. said that Spira would not be a good idea, so I feel like I would have to backtrack to say that again. <laughs> it's Spira for me. Yeah. It's definitely Spira for me. I'm going Ivelisse. I think there's so much in Ivelisse, and revisiting it would mean more tactics, maybe. So, mm-hmm. But no, Ivelisse is such a rich in lore that they've sprinkled in. Um, I, I'd love to go back to Ivelisse again. I'd probably go to yours, yeah. That's it. They're in Eorzea. Have you ever right stopped now? visiting Eorzea? No. You have to Eorzea. not be there. Do you just want to play 14 right now? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually I, I stopped 14 for a little bit just to get obsessed with Elden Ring. But uh, yeah. What if what if we put Eorzea in Elden Ring? Oh, now that's intriguing. I have See, that, people That's where Stranger of Paradise stuff. could go. It'll be a crossover. You know. Mm-hmm. Good Thank idea, though. Good question. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, right hand side, how you doing? Yeah, what's going on? All right, so favorite Final Fantasy villain. I'm gonna give it out to Caius from Thirteen Two because Thirteen Two was mm, a that's great. a good pick. Yeah, that's a really Caius love. I, I respect it. Uh, man, I need a little time to think about that. But you guys have any answers so far? Elizabeth. I can't say anymore because it's a huge spoiler. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh. <laughs> nice. I, People my, know. Is that 14? Uh, basically, that, that, yeah, that's sorry, that's 14. 14. Yeah. Basically, that's, that's it broke cheating. my heart. It, it, that was the first time Final Fantasy XIV just destroyed me. That whole 5.3, which is which Eric is coming up on, and I'm just like yeah. <laughs> over him like a vulture. Yeah. 
Shout out, uh, shout outs to eight. Real, we have not talked about, like about Final Fantasy eight much, but yes. uh, yeah. Ultimessia is is cool. a fun villain. Really cool design, and I mm-hmm. think thematically really interesting to that game. So I'll she use the my whole, shout out there. She has a whole Mortal Kombat thing of yeah. like you know, compression with a K. Um, yeah. I think I. Caius comes close, but I think I got to give it to Kefka at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's it's Kefka. He is irredeemable. He, he's not like tragic like Sephiroth. He's just awful and commits genocide, and he's just got nothing redeemable about him. It's got to be Kefka. Stop by our panel, defend your video game problematic faves tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott, did you give one of these years? Um, Favorite villain. I like... My favorite is, yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know. Demon Wall, um, man, he's just—he's oh. just an angry wall. <laughs> he's mean, very scary he, when you're young. He's, oh, he, he is. is. Wait, yeah. wait, our boss is on because I'm putting no. Phantom Train on. If we can, I gotta go Ultros. I love oh, Ultros. Okay. Ultros. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's—it's. Whenever he shows up, like his little quips and everything. He was in thirteen too, so he's no, no Gilgamesh. I like Gilgamesh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of hoping you'd say Genesis, just get some random weirdness up here. <laughs> just <laughs> Genesis. Yeah. Don't I have to like pay Square if I mention it? I think you do. <laughs> I think <laughs> we all do. Sorry, Square. Yeah, fine. But no, Gilgamesh. <laughs> Gilgamesh. Okay. Thank you very much. Left hand side. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing, doing all right. Thank you for asking. No yeah. one else did. So I have I have two quick questions. <laughs> it's mainly for Nadia and Eric. Hi guys. Hi. Oh no. Do you guys uh, know Lahi? Lahi! 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 <laughs> oh, when I was playing through that, just every time I would have some very, very serious scene and then I'll dump out of it and just Lahi right into my eardrums. <laughs> Cursed patch. <laughs> I try to visit that location at night. Oh, oh the, the nocturnal Lahi. The, the forbidden yeah. Lahi. Okay. Was that... Was, and so the second question is a more serious one this time. So we saw the remake of, well, remake of Chrono Cross released recently. Do you guys see any of the other possible Square games from like old, old school? I'm talking about like, let's say, Threads of Fate, oh, even oh. Xenogears. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear me. I mean, So man. do you guys see them coming back or are they more of a niche kind of I don't see uh, Xenogears coming back. I think that's all I Nintendo's don't. domain now. Yeah. I yeah. would love it if they brought back something like Brave Fencer Musashi or Parasite that'd be, Eve. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, give me Brave Fencer. Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve would be incredible. Yeah. Scott, you got any wish list ones? I was going to say Brave Fencer. Okay. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, oh, God, God bless, bless the ring. ring. God <laughs> bless the ring. Square Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Vagrant story, Vagrant yes, story. absolutely. I want to give a shout out to Crimson Shroud. The was that Square? No, that was um, I don't think that was Square. Close enough, but oh, I want to give a bouncer. I want a new oh, bouncer. Yes. Game. Bouncer, and we're that's, that's what I was going to say is we're going to wrap this panel by saying the bouncer should be remade. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and that's all that's we have. That's that's all she wrote. That is the end of the Axe of the Blood God Taxis panel. Thank you so much to everyone who came out. Please go to our Patreon. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Wow, what a fun panel. We had an amazing time. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. 
I couldn't believe the part in the middle where Nadia just flipped the table over and said that actually <laughs> Final Fantasy Type Zero is the greatest modern achievement in Final Fantasy. Did not see that coming. I have who, not who touched have. that game in my life, and I have no intention of doing That's so. That's what made your argument all the more passionate and, and strange, frankly. Well, I guess it was kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> Y'all better not have said nice things about Stranger of Paradise. Uh, sorry, cat. No. I can tell you right now. <laughs> what did you do? Chaos. Nomura will hear you and he'll make more. Nomura is already too making... powerful. Have you seen that Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer? He just Trojan Horse versus 13 into the freaking atmosphere. <laughs> like... Oh my gosh. I just want to say thanks so much to Ash Paulson and to Scott White for joining us at the panel and to all of our listeners, new and old. For joining us if you're joining us for the first time welcome we so appreciate having you here and we were so glad to have met you in boston it was really great all right so we're gonna wrap up this week's episode of acts of the blood god now we'll be back next week as always hey we got another charlene dropouts coming out don't we nadia we sure do. And as of this recording, I'm going to have to hustle my ass to record it because we're kind of, I'm going to be at Midwest Gaming Classic uh, the last weekend of uh, April. So I got to kind of sandwich it in between there. But it'll be done. It's going to be great. We're going to talk about uh, 6.1, the patch that just landed, and there's lots to go over. So look forward to that, please. We also have our Dungeons and Dragons live event happening on May 7th. We got an illustration going of our characters. It looks pretty awesome so far it does very excited about it so may 7th mark your calendars until then we're out and for nadia eric and myself thanks for listening happy adventuring <laughs>